You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Good morning. It's good to be with you as we continue our series, Jesus of Nazareth. Our series comes to a relative conclusion uh, today, though we're never quite done talking about Jesus. Uh, as we, uh, next week, we, uh, we will read uh, about the mountaintop experience of transfiguration as then we turn our gaze toward Jerusalem for the season of Lent. But our, our, our series comes to a relative conclusion today with he cured many, Scripture says. Jesus cured many. Our Scripture lesson today is from the Gospel of Mark. It's a continuation from last week. The Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, beginning with verse 29. Uh, It'll be on the screens, it'll be online, and it's in your Bible as well. Let us hear the word of the Lord. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came, took her by the hand, and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening, at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that, for that is what I came to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? (laughs) Yes, the truth came out of Nazareth. The truth finds us and invites us to follow. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. What does this truth have to do with us? Well, everything. (laughs) This truth has everything to do with us. This truth should permeate everything that we do, our thoughts, our words, our deeds. But this truth isn't magic. This truth isn't voodoo. This truth is not an easy fix for all of our problems. It's also not the explicit answer to every asked question. For example, imagine a Sunday school teacher with a group of kids sitting with them on February 2nd saying, today is a special day. So, so what is it? What is that small, brown, relatively furry uh, thing that we talk about on this day? 
And one of the children raises their hands and says, Jesus. Well, <laughs> I was going for groundhog, but, but sure, you know, eventually all things, I guess, point to Jesus. In our text today, there are three movements, three chapters of Jesus' initial story. In scene one, it says, as soon as they left the synagogue, remember last week we talked about uh, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. And Jesus exercises the demon. After they left the synagogue, they went into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a fever, and they told Jesus about her. So he came in, he took her by the hand, lifted her up, and the fever left her. And then she began to serve them. In this opening scene, we have a very intimate healing. Jesus goes into the room, takes her by the hand, raises her up, and she's healed. I don't think it's inconsequential that this healing followed human touch. These days, one of the most devastating things about this pandemic is, is how apart we've had to be. The distance is a good thing. It, it, it's, it's to ensure that we don't unknowingly make others sick in hoping that we, at least for now, temporarily do what we need to do so that we might get back together. But just because we need to be physically distant does not mean that we need to be socially distant, doesn't mean that we don't check in with one another, doesn't mean that we don't connect with one another, asking how people are, being separate. The first thing that God says is not good. God created everything and said, it's good, the sun is good, uh, the, the, the creeping things are good. When God saw that man was alone, God said, that's, that's not good. It's not good for man to be alone. Our connection with one another is, is necessary even for our own survival, it's no surprise that during this time of being apart, things like addiction and depression become much more powerful than they ever need to be. In this context, the healing is, is intimate. And so is the response. She begins to serve them. Now, in the cultural context of that day, that makes a lot of sense. The woman of the household was in charge of hospitality. And as I've always said, we are to imitate Christ, not imitate the first century. In fact, we are all called to serve. The scouts know this. This kind of text makes sense to them. If they are well, they are serving. He heals her, and she immediately responds in great service. And this kind of service makes great sense as we move into the second scene of this story. In the second scene, it says, That evening at sunset they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick, and he, he healed many who were possessed, did not permit the demons to speak, this second scene, it's, the healing is, is outside of the home. It's, it's corporate in feel. It reminds me of the day after Thanksgiving and all the folks at Best Buy are there to get the PS5s that still you, you can't get, which is a 
I don't want to say it's a sin, but it still makes me kind of angry that I can't get a PS5. That's for another time. But Jesus seems, Jesus seems to resist this kind of conveyor belt, this kind of factory, this kind of... He healed many of them. They're all crowded around the door. It's not, not this intimate human interaction of healing and service. It's, Jesus, what can we get from you? Kind of a moment. It doesn't say that Jesus cured all of them. Jesus seems to resist this kind of mass production. And there's no evidence that the crowd does anything in return. They got what they wanted from Jesus, and they go home. And they move on. Many were healed. Many were healed. But not all. Sometimes we think of of church or our relationship with Jesus as some kind of self-help. Or that a sermon should be a motivational speech about the seven best practices of successful people. And though being successful is, is a good thing, that's not the role of the church. Discipleship means being a student of Jesus. It is of the head, it is of the heart, and it is of the hands. Yes, it is of the head. Having right theology, having a right understanding of God is important because it affects everything else that we do. It changes the way that we look at the world. Knowing that we have been forgiven, knowing that we have been offered grace, knowing what Jesus did on the cross changes our perspective in the world. It is a ministry of the head. It's also a ministry of the heart, having compassion for one another, living to serve one another, looking at another human being as being made in the image of God as a matter of the heart. But it is also a discipline of the hands. If we are well, we should be serving. Using our hands to make a better world, either pointing to where the kingdom of God is and proclaiming that, or with our hands building the kingdom of God where we have not found it yet. The church isn't just so that I might find a better me at the end of the day. It is so that I might be made well. But if we are well, then we should be serving. And this third scene of the text ties everything together. Early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus left. (laughs) He went to a deserted place. Now, this deserted place, it could be a location, but maybe Mark is having us think about a deserted place in in, in, in the sense that this is where Jesus is in this moment of his ministry. There's this beautiful, intimate healing, and and Peter's mother-in-law seems to have gotten it because she gets up and she serves. If we are well, we are serving. But then word starts to spread, and they crowd the house. You can't get in or out. They get healed from Jesus, and they disappear. And Jesus says, enough. I need to take a break. Jesus goes to a deserted place pray, we find this great contrast in these first two scenes. Have you you ever been to a deserted place? (laughs) Has your soul ever been dry? Have you ever felt empty? 
It's okay if you have. Jesus went there too. We can even find Jesus in those places. It didn't help that the disciples, as it says in the text, hunted for him. What a curious word. They weren't just trying to find out where Jesus was. They weren't checking his schedule. They weren't reminding him of a meeting. They were hunting for him. And then when they found Jesus, they didn't say, hey, Jesus, how's it going? Or Jesus, hey, you, you've been in prayer. What, what is God saying? They said, no, they're looking for you. And you might expect that Jesus would say, you're right, sorry, I took a coffee break. I should, I should get back to it. I should heal. I healed many yesterday. I should heal all of them today. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, you know what? Let's, let's keep moving. Let's go to the next town. I came to proclaim good news. That's why I'm here. So let's keep moving. It's like the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, a, a boy who has his lunch gave Jesus five loaves and, and two fish, and Jesus blesses it and breaks it, but then gives it to the disciples and says, you feed them. You feed them. He cured many. But the hope of the good news is that Jesus makes us well enough to then heal someone else. Sometimes we treat Jesus as if Jesus is Superman. And by that I mean we don't really have to do anything in the world. If it gets bad enough, Jesus is going to swoop in and fix it. He cured many. He didn't cure all. Why? Because when we are well, we should be serving. When Jesus hands us a meal, we are to be full, but full in order to feed. He cured many, but not all. The disciples were hunting for Jesus. In other words, they weren't searching for a Messiah, they were searching for a Superman. When we meet Jesus, yes, we will find healing. But that healing comes with a task, with a charge to heal one another, to do what we might do to bring healing to the world. Jesus is not a crutch, at least not permanently. Yes, we may need the help of a crutch to get around after we have been injured, but if we never start walking again on our own feet, we will never eventually reach the kind of healing that Jesus is calling us to find, because the healing of the self as a Christian is also a healing of the world a healing of one another. They were hunting for him. They need you out there, Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus says, let's go to the next town. I will heal many there as well. And the longer you stick with me, Peter, James, John, Andrew, you will begin to know that you also have the power to heal. Remember when I called you as fishermen, I said that you would be fishing for people. 
there is a job to do. Can anything good <laughs> come out of Nazareth? That out of the way, backward, poor, bunky, uh, well, that's not fair. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yes. And if we are connected to Christ, something good might come from us as well. May we hear and proclaim and put into practice our head, our heart, and our hands in the service of God. If we are well, we should be serving. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, healer of our every ill, we do seek for you in the person of Jesus. We do ask for your Holy Spirit to be upon us. Father, make us well. Restore our relationships. Make us whole so that we might also be in service to one another to heal the world, to find the broken places and make them whole, to shine a light so that all might see your truth, to recognize that even towns like Nazareth can hold the truth. So Father, inspire us with the Spirit. If we are not well, Father, heal us, we pray so that when we are well, we will serve. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.